Welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, where we create a movie based on a random prompt from the internet. I am joined by three very talented industry professionals. Our writer, Molly Glover, who is a circle drawer on Arrival. (laughs) Kyle Decker, our director, who, and this is a retro one, was the guy who decided to give Gilbert Gottfried songs in Disney Aladdin sequels. And Nick Glover, our producer, who did an oddly specific and comedic task on some obscure movie. Laugh. (laughs) <laughs> so that was uh, awesome yes. <laughs> today's prompt is the theme of the story is allegorical action the main characters an unambitious cab driver and a greedy musician the major event of the story violence Ah, yes. All right. So I've got a great idea for this script. I've uh, been thinking about this for a long time. Something I've been just kind of rattling around in my head. So uh, I want to remake Taxi Driver, but also I want to remake at the same time Trading Places. Now, I think that we can take the the uh, ideas from Trading Places in that, you know, two guys trade places. But then also uh, we're going to remake Taxi Driver by having this actual taxi driver. Like he drives a cab. He, he doesn't really aspire to much. He's, he's just kind of a guy. He's happy driving a cab. He's fine with that. But one day someone hops into the back of his cab and who is it but Bono? Right. And not like current day Bono who gives away money and like helps charities. I'm talking like street tough Bono pre being in a band and pre being in YouTube. 17 year old Bono Vox, Paul Hewson, climbs in the back of this cab. And suddenly our unambitious cab driver realizes he's been transported back to 1976 Ireland. And so it's a magical cab. That's where we're at. So it's a magical cab that uh, is actually an allegory. The whole thing's going to be an allegory for the current state of uh, the United Treasury, the United States Treasury, because our Treasury is in. I've got a lot of views about money and who controls it, and I feel it's really important that this cab represents the the lie that we've all bought into that the FDIC is taking care of us. So we all buy into this lie, just like our unambitious cab driver uh, buys into the idea that he's actually in 1976 Ireland with this young 17-year-old who claims to be Bono Vox, but he's not. That's the thing. This guy is a time traveler who's super greedy and has tried to come and take all of the knowledge he can get out of our cab driver in order to go back to his time and make the best music possible. Because in his time, they're really hot for like this music mid-2000 sound and it turns out that's where we are we're in the mid 2000s so it's not really a period piece so much as it is a vintage throwback which is really big these days so it's like 2004 2005 and i want to make sure that all the actors really fit that time period and then uh yeah a lot, a lot of fighting a lot of guns uh we're going to be in you know it's 1976 ireland or so we think so there's car bombs and the ira and the black and tans getting into it constantly all right. And do you have a title for this film? I do. The title is Guinness Straight Up. All right. I've got some ideas for this film. I definitely want, if we're going to 
it's set in the 70s, but not really the 70s, but it's still the 70s and it's Taxi Driver. Mm -hmm. I'm going to film this with big Panavision lenses. We're going to film it on real film, bright colors. I want to invoke Scorsese in his prime with those just big stark contrasts, you know, big sweeping shots of Dublin and, you know, the city itself will be a character. But we also want to vote 2004, 2005 in the cast. So to play Bond, 1970s Bono, we're going to get Colin Farrell. And then uh, to play pretty much all the other roles, this is where we're invoking 2004, 2005. Who's an actor when you think someone who can play multiple roles, who's a chameleon, if you will, who, like, he can switch from a crackhead to one point to a rapper to another. Yeah, we're talking Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is going to play every other role, kind of invoking talking training places. Eddie Murphy played, what, 20 roles in that film? So we're going to go with our modern Eddie Murphy, our 2004, 2005 Eddie Murphy, with basically most of the roles being played Dave Chappelle off of Colin Farrell. And I, I don't think, I think I just, like, nailed 2004, 2005 right there with that double casting there. Um We'll throw in, you know, some other things. We'll, we'll even have Pierce Brosnan make a cameo because he was, you know, like just fifth, when he was still James Bond and James Bond was still cool. We'll, we'll just hit that and we'll even do that crazy uh, 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 Civil War thing where they did with Robert Downey Jr. to make Pierce Brosnan appear even younger. So he mm. looks like like 1980s Pierce Brosnan. Uh, it'll be great. And... Yeah, this we only have to pay three actors, so that really keeps budget down, even though we're spending a lot of money on real film and the expensive lenses. Um, I wanna I wanna get the uh, the guy who shot Jurassic World to be the cinematographer, because I want the big sweeping shots. I don't know the name his name off the top of my head, but yeah, I want that big grand scale cinematography and everything with a cast of three. And really Pierce Brosnan is like a cameo, so it's really just Mm. You know, Chappelle and Colin Farrell play off each other. Most of the movie, I want to take place in the cab, and I want the reveal that it's a time traveler to happen in the cab, and Colin Farrell has to escape uh, to try and save the world. And uh, I think that's about it. Um, Dave Chappelle's really excited. He's making a comeback. This is a role that could probably get him an Oscar, put him on the map again. We will spare no budget. We will get the team from Key and Peele that does hair and makeup to do hair and makeup for the film as well. Uh, and we'll just be set. We'll be ready to go. So, good news. We've acquired the uh, animation studio behind the uh, Bakshi Lord of the Rings rotoscoped movies. <laughs> so we're going to shoot the entire movie exactly like you want to. But then we're going to rotoscope it. Which is, if you're not familiar, we're going to trace over all the cells and then color them. And we're going to do like a watercolor rotoscoping. So we can really we can really bring out those like 70s kind of dreamy <coughs> phosphorus lights. They'll look great rotoscoped and then, and, you know, painted in. Um, I think it'll be a big hit with the kids. We'll tell them it's like cell-shaded, computer-generated animation. Because it's basically the same thing, only, you know, without computers. This will also solve another issue we had, which I didn't want to bring this up to you guys uh, earlier. I thought we could work around it, but uh, P-Bro won't work in the same place as... Uh, sorry, P-Bro is my good friend, Pierce Brosnan. 
Pete Pebro won't work in the same office as Dave Chappelle. He won't be in the same set. He won't be in the same building because he called him at a party. He called him James Barf. And then, and then he, he proceeded to tell him why he was the, quote, barfiest James Bond. And all his reasons were very, very vomit-centric. So, had very little to do with the actual portrayal. Um, so, like, he had a spy pen that shot syrup of Ipecac. Things like that. Like, he was, he's the barfiest. You know what? I don't need to go on on this. I don't need to get on Pebro's bad side. He's got a party coming up. Uh, this season that I'm looking forward to. Um, I wish you all could be there, but you, you know, Pebro. So, um, so we're gonna rotoscope this, and the 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 big thing I'm looking forward to here with the rotoscoping and with the time travel hijinks, hijinks. My mind right away when I think hijinks, you know, what comes to mind. Our first like Comic Con trailer reveal for this is going to be a Benny Hill Yakety Sax chase where we edit together all the fun, fast parts and we speed them up to like 1.5 speed and we put it all the Yakety Sax and it'll be like retro, but also like meme-ish. You know, kids will spread that. They'll post it on each other's walls on a Facebook as a prank. It'll be great. Free advertising. So Dave Chappelle's gone. No, he's still in, he but the, 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 we'll record him in different studios. Oh, gotcha. This way they gotcha. can record separate. Right. We'll rotoscope in. We'll just cut and paste the cells. It'll be easy. So production is underway. Molly. Yes. So with this in mind, are there any changes you want to make at this point? Absolutely. I, I love the idea of the city itself being a character. I'm, I'm in love with that. So I definitely wrote that in, and I think that I have... I have uh, Killed two birds with one stone uh, because we will have Pierce Brosnan play the city of Dublin. I can't see anything wrong with an Englishman playing Dublin. I think it's going to be amazing. We'll go with him. I want him to do classic British accent and then he will be the city of Dublin. We'll never have to have him in the same set together. So it's perfect. So I've written all that in. I've written a bit of like Dublin loves to say things like Chipbo and Chulupton. It's, uh, it's very like, it's just a very British thing. Um, I love England. So I just think that it's also really important that uh, with this Yakety Sax trailer that we make sure it's really hitting that. It's important to me that people understand this is an allegory. And so I want to make sure that when this meme goes viral, once it's gone viral and everyone's shared it, then I'm going to make a video that basically says, while you were sharing this, you know, 10,000 people lost their lives in 1976 Dublin on, you know, whatever day. We'll find a day when a lot of them died. And so people will be like, oh my God, like, and they'll really feel like how the mimetic culture translates into actual death and violence, which is really what this movie's all about. With these, I think I want to change the title. You know, it, it was really just a working title the whole time. I really feel like it's important that we reflect our our organic thing we have here. Dave Chappelle playing every other role is super important. So I think we go with Trading Places also, the reboot. There's a colon there after also. Trading Places also, colon, the reboot. And then like a question mark, like the reboot? And I think so. That's, it's the question that answers itself. It is. And there's where more allegory is injected. Because is a reboot actually a reboot? Or when you question its very nature, are you actually making the new movie again? And is that a reboot? 
I just think that we're really going to explore a lot of amazing concepts and I want to get just really like broken down and weird with this. Colin Farrell, amazing choice. Uh, I once saw him punch a small child in a bar, so I think he's perfect to play Bono. And then Dave Chappelle will work really well with the Keen Peel hair and makeup team, I'm assuming. So then I think that it's really important that we... It's because he's black, right? Oh, 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 oh God, are they all black? I was thinking more because, like, you know, the hair. Like, they, 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 they put a lot of hair on him, and he's going to need a lot of hair to play an Irish guy, but, oh, oh. I'm pretty sure there's... Do we... God, do we need to... Is there... Is this... Is this... Should we break this up? I'm worried now. I mean, Scorsese in his prime, it was, was kind of racist. So I wonder, should we... Hmm. I just want the visual look of Scorsese in his prime. I don't want any of this politics. Okay, so we'll make sure that the actors all gain some weight. Okay. All right. All right. So with that in mind... Well, um, the rotoscoping, uh, I've seen a few cuts. It makes me a little... It gives me motion sickness, but I, I, Good. I guess I can I can handle it. I mean, it's... it's that movie Scanner Darkly was a huge hit. Everyone saw that one, and it rotos- the rotoscoping worked there. So, I mean... Who am I to doubt it? Keanu Reeves' Robert Downey Jr. movie was a success, right? So anyway, uh, the one thing we need to do is is I think our key to this film being successful is is banking on that nostalgia, that early 2000s, the aughts, if you will, n- nostalgia. So we really, we need to hit it. We've got Dave Chappelle. we got Colin Farrell. we got this weird, wacky, like almost the late... Death Rose of MTV visual look with the rotoscoping. So we need a soundtrack that just screams early 2000s. So that song, the, the like the, the Yakety Sax uh, chasing for the trailer, perfect. So we're going to remix it with the Grand Poobahs of early aughts. Butt Rock, Hoobastank is going to do a modern butt rock remix of Yakety Sax with like over-engineered guitars and that throaty warbling singing and everything. And then we're also going to have Outcast and Lil John contribute songs as well to the track, to the sound, the whole soundtrack. Just be who was saying Lil John, Outcast, maybe a little Usher if we can get him. Mm. I asked Kanye because Kanye was kind of big at this time, but he's got too much of an ego. He probably costs too much. So we'll just stick with. What, with what we got, but that, that Hoopa Stank track is really going to be the the heart and soul of this film. Uh, it's really going to bring it all together. Um, and then we can even, to save money, uh, when we do the video with Little John, we can just have Dave Chappelle play his version of Little John instead of actually getting Little John. And there there's that's budget conscious and still plays on the nostalgia of the early 2000s so i think yeah just i'm going all in and and filming i'm gonna film a few music videos to release before the film if mark and he wants to use them if they don't if i'll just have them for my cv and it'll be great and uh we'll go from there all right so uh directing shooting all is underway uh nick glover you have your last chance before this gets released. What I have is- some bad news now. All right. A work print cut got leaked. Uh, we know the editor that released it. It was before some of our final drafts where some revisions and reshoots were done. But um, I just want to say, ain't, ain't it cool news? Their, their tagline for it was 
James Barf throws up potatoes as Dublin in Trading Places, also the reboot. Was it Massaworm that posted that review? It was. Oh, God damn it. He is the worst. <laughs> now, this, the nice thing about this bad news, I can say, is when we put that question mark in that new title, all these reviews sound a little bit like they're not sure how bad this work print was. So it's not throws up potatoes as Dublin. It's throws up potatoes as Dublin in trading places. Also the reboot. They're not so sure. People want to decide for themselves. And now we've actually got a little bit of a little bit of excitement going for the movie. People are wondering, is it that bad? Because the title has a question mark and this is the greatest. Every movie I produce from now on is going to have a question mark at the end of it. Because it's going to leave them wondering. It's going to build mystique. It's going to it's going to do the work for us. And uh, you know what? I think we can. I think we can play off this James Barth thing. I talked to Pebro, and he's thinking about starring as James Barth in a James Bond parody movie that is also retro. It's another project. Maybe I'll talk to you guys about it for another time. But I think we could go places with that. You should take it to SNL. I know some writers there. I can see them doing that. A oh, James, we're gonna do James it. Barf. No, no, this is gonna be a serious parody. No. This is gonna. This is going to be like an OSS James Bond, like World War II fighting Nazis and and a little bit of slapstick though. We should talk. I could write that. Um. Uh. I think that's great. I think. Okay. So these Hoopstank videos. And the, and the remake, we're so on board. MTV wants them to host a retro flashback music video weekend where they go through and they play all the music videos from the final era of music videos when they still were played on television in the, in the mid-aughts there. And Hoobastank is going to do that special for us. And at the very end of the marathon, they're going to reveal their new video for our movie. It's going to be great. I'm really excited, you guys. All right. So, with all this information, I will put it in our Fantastic Movie Machine podcast. Of course, our viewers would like to know that how did this entire thing happen? As a band, we'll get offers from different promoters and different people. And, um, uh, some make sense, some don't. And, so, um, I have a little bit of bad news. Oh, um, no. Well, let me start with this. First off, it turns out that the uh, market, you know, audiences are hard to predict. It turns out that audiences right now aren't necessarily nostalgic for 2005. Mm. It's uh, not exactly the decade everyone is looking back at right now. Um, so uh, that angle isn't working so well. Um, there's also the fact that rotos- the rotoscope film and uh, is actually an epidemic because it causes sickness, especially whenever Dave Chappelle is on screen. That's too bad for both those careers. Uh, and it's also, especially Colin Farrell, uh, there's just a really weird optical thing where, depending on how his, the way his mouth moves and face moves, just when it's in rotoscoping, just triggers a certain thing in the brain that causes, like, vomiting. Mm. Uh, which also then people have a field day with the James Barf thing. Of course. So, uh, it, it actually gets banned in a few countries mm. uh, pretty quickly. Um you do get some buzz, especially on late night talk shows where people are kind of taking the piss out of it. Uh, but it turns out it is really good for um, Adult Swim. So uh, they put it on there. Uh, turns out that being under enough drugs kind of uh, over 
supersedes the not rotoscoping hmm. craziness. So, um, unfortunately, by that point, uh, damage has kind of been done. Uh, so you're not able to make your money back fully, especially because it turns out that rotoscoping is really expensive. And also, uh, Bakshki, or whatever, Bakshki? Bakshki? Ralph Bakshki. Yeah. yeah. It turns out that he is, uh, if you read, read it in his recent interviews, he's kind of crazy. <laughs> so uh, he kind of goes on huge rants about this movie. About how and like how he hates Peter Jackson, which is weird because Peter Jackson didn't even work on this film, but um, <laughs> just kind of goes on that for a while. So, uh, yeah, a lot of negative on this film. However, using our time magic, we can go back and fix things in the mm-hmm. film, or you can leave it the way it So, with this in mind, uh, Molly, are you going to want to make any changes? You have two minutes. Uh, Yes. I think that, first of all, I would change the title to Dublin Down with a question mark. I think the question mark was really important because it really did, it really brought out the allegory I was going for and my main overarching theme, which I think if this movie could have a tagline, it would be question everything, Ooh. you know, because that's that's what you should be doing. Whenever a 17-year-old Bonovox gets into your cab and tells you that you're now in 1976 Dublin, uh, played by Pierce Brosnan, you should question everything. And if people didn't get that, that's not my problem. Um, I just really, I really wish that we had worked with... Um, uh, actually Keegan Key and Jordan Peele's hair and makeup team and not uh, Ralph Key and Jonathan Peele's hair and makeup team which just turned out to be a couple of dudes who worked at Great Clips and that was unfortunate and I think that our I think all of Dave Chappelle's characters really suffered for that I should have been more specific when I wrote out to the team and I, I will take full responsibility for that um, even though it was Nick's fault uh, I, I also think that the Yakety Sex trailer at Comic-Con could have been less sexist. That probably would have been better. Dressing the men up with nipple clamps and having them be chased around by a bunny with a, a palm frond whip. I just don't think it landed the way we thought it would. I thought people would get that it was a Pokemon satire, but no one did. And I really do regret that now because the MRAs went nuts on me. So, you know, my career's fine. I'm going to do guest spots on Adult Swim until I'm dead. And, uh, you know, those stoners buy anything so it's pretty great all right uh kyle oh boy uh i might have gone a little too far in the rabbit hole with this project uh after filming the third hoobastank video i just i got really into early aughts like butt rock like like it just sank its teeth into me like a viper on an album cover and i may have like borrowed a lot I mean a lot of money to fund a huge comeback tour of Hoobastank and Papa Roach and Puddle of Mud and Alien Ant Farm like I literally guys I mortgaged my house like twice uh, I might have made a deal with one or two mobs in LA things are bad like uh, i haven't sold a single ticket to this tour yet like people aren't even buying the tickets ironically um like i i've rented out arenas all across the united states and uh things are bad um i think i'm gonna have to change my name the guys from hoobastank are uh they're mad at me too like because they're like we like two of them were already accountants just having a good time like they were like we didn't want to make music anymore but you pulled us back 
and 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 now we're just universally hated, and now we blame you for this. Uh, so I'm I'm living in a survival bunker somewhere in upstate New York. I've probably already made a mistake telling you it's New York, or is it? <laughs> While the debtors look out for me. So if anyone asks, yeah, I'm okay. But I did get the guy from Papa Roach to make me some scrambled eggs, so it's all good. All right, and Nick, you have the last chance. So I've, I've got a great idea for this. Here's what we're going to do. Post-release, we're going to put out all the original footage that we shot that hasn't been rotoscoped, and we're going to release. A, we're going to do a second delayed release, like six months later. We're going to put out a, a you know Blu-ray 3D version that you know three disc super set that has all the original live action footage with, and then we just did the 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 voice of Dublin voiced over that the live action for 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 P Rose parts. And so what we're going to do is we're going to double dip anyone who is adventurous enough to buy this movie is going to buy a second copy now because they basically get this whole other movie and and you know where we're going to see our effect we're going to see our effect when fans get their hands on the original copy and they edit it and make their own version of the final product of the movie and they can make their own trading places they can make their own taxi driver they can make their own doubling down whatever it is they want to do They'll put that on the YouTubes, and someone's going to see it and say, I want to see the original version of that movie. Boom. There's another sale. I think we can still pull up from this. I'm doubling down on doubling down. <laughs> All right. Dealer says bust. <laughs> <laughs> well... Thank you, everyone, for joining us on The Movie Machine. Did our changes do anything? Well... It turns out that legally, a bunch of theaters still can't show this movie. Um, it's just kind of like a safety net. Um, it's a CYA thing. I get it. Right. Yeah. It turns out that um, so your te- your idea to release all this footage out to people to edit their own thing was a pretty cool idea to get people to see it or to get people to know about it. Uh, the problem is that a bunch of people just released the movie. Oh, so oh, shoot! <laughs> um, you ended you up got people on the internet are lazy, <laughs> right? So you didn't get as much revenue from that. So uh, you got maybe like an extra five percent back. I'm uh, just glad I wrote under my gnome to plume, newly glittered. Right. So uh, Man, maybe that, that movie Huba stunk. <laughs> so that five percent uh, might save you at least. That was Massa Worm's second. Like <laughs> another article on it. It just was. The article was this movie Huba stinks. <laughs> <laughs> so Kyle, hopefully that extra five percent will buy you at least one more day. They bought me a whole truckload of MREs for my survival bunker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Good for you. I'm sure we won't see you again for quite some time. Uh, And with that, we are going to end with a quote from our patron, Saint Guy Fieri. That will eat a tattoo of a man. That will eat a tattoo off a man. (laughs) I like that better. (laughs) (laughs) That will eat a tattoo of a man.